Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Previously on Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. We gather here today to celebrate and witness the promise of love and commitment of two beautiful, sweet and slightly nutty souls, Karen Whitehouse and Helen McLaughlin. It was a stunning day. There were these little fluffy clouds and blue sky and the dress, Karen's dress blowing in the wind. I mean, it was just, it was just magical. You may now kiss the bride. We know it's someone that we either hired professionally or we know so, so well that that's the mystery. I mean, you'd have to find out. I mean, it'd be like killing you if you didn't know who it was. Answer me this. Did you or did you not shit on the floor at our wedding? I didn't shit on the floor at your wedding. I did not. No. I did not. I did not. There is no way in hell. I did not shit on the floor at your wedding. Bitterness, fear, shock, despair, devastation, hurt, anger, ecstatic joy. Which one? None of the above. That's not an option. I backed off because I was like, I love these girls, but I'm not picking up someone else's shit. Why would you think of picking it up? Well, because it's got to be cleaned. You can't leave the shit on the floor in the toilet all night. Luckily, Hank jumped in and um, basically volunteered to do it. Was this a crime of passion? Doing it into like a little temporary hammock of your pants and then like catapulting it on the floor. We don't even need that extra step. Temporary hammock. Temporary hammock. Temporary hammock. Temporary hammock. Temporary hammock. What the fuck? <laughs> what have I taught you? We must always assume that people are guilty. What motivates you? What motivates you as a person? And then secondly, what motivates you to pick up someone else's shit? <laughs> I have a question. What's going to happen when you find out who did it? Ladies and gentlemen, fans and trolls, and the perpetrator. This, this is the, the finale of Who Shat on the Floor at My wedding. wedding. Try that again. That was terrible. The intonation, everybody's got different intonation because we've got different accents. What, it's not going to work. What inton- intonation it, it should we do? Terrible. Let's agree on the intonation first. 
This is the finale of Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. No way. No Why did you break it up into three yeah, sequences at the end? You've got weird dramatic... You're, like, trying to be a thespian but failing. Yeah. Yeah. You're a lesbian, not a thespian. It's, I mean, we're doing a dramatic... <laughs> <laughs> thespianic lesbian. Okay. Dramatic. Thing. Yeah. Woo. I've got sweaty palms. Like, do you want to touch them? Not especially. No, touch them, and they're actually really sweaty. I really don't want Please, to. Please, because I'm excited. Mine Clacky, huh? horrible, clammy, like a, a little child's grubby paws yeah, exactly but it's what you should be feeling for the finale if your hands aren't clammy Helen you're not nervous enough I, I'm not nervous why would I be nervous because it's we're wrapping up the investigation oh I see is that yeah I'm happy to be here there is a lot of pressure on us right now. The, our, our, to our listeners out there, let's just say, first of all, thank you for your patience. We hope it will be worth the wait. We've had a lot of tricks up our sleeve for this finale bumper episode, and we hope we will not disappoint. Is this like an intro that you're doing? We're yeah. supposed to be chatting, because you sound really weird if you're chatting. I know, I'm being a bit weird. It's not meant to be banter, this is like a oh, it's big not banter. intro. Okay, yeah. so it's an intro, fine. I'm actually quite sad because this has been an emotional and joyous roller coaster in many ways and it's coming to a close. It's been a journey. What do you like more, the podcast or your wedding? I thought you were going to say your wife then and I was like, probably the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, that was my instant reaction. The wedding was awesome, the poop less awesome, the podcast definitely awesome i don't know if i could choose between them it's been nice to catch up with everyone and have talked to uh to each of the people that are our, our peeps and you know <gasps> oh, oh it's right off the bat you had to what? get that in the intro even if they are you know they might be suspects but they're also our peeps so it's been really lovely to speak with them what's pretty interesting is that i've been um involved in quite a few marital disputes throughout this podcast <laughs> you've been involved in our relationship you've become not a third wheel but um i'm quite integrated in your relationship in our lives yeah yeah um, You're also one of our peeps. Have I become a peep? <laughs> you're one of our peeps, yeah. yeah. I wasn't a peep at the start. Am I a peep now? I would say you're a peep, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the investigation, you were more of an, an acquaintance. Now I look at you and I see a friend. I see a peep. <laughs> <laughs> so let's break it down. Bearing in mind that you've only flipped the first vertical page of your online detective course. Yes. You've done a really good job. I think I've done quite a good job, um, considering I didn't get paid to investigate this and it's taken a year of my time. Yeah. I, I think overall, you've probably got a, a B plus, maybe an even an A minus. And I think when you look at a lot of, no offence to the Metropolitan Police or, you know, all, any of the police around the world, but I reckon they've got many cases where they would be graded B plus because they just don't have the resources. We've put a lot of time and effort into this. So. They could learn a thing or two. It could actually be the basic training for all new detectives and all new police officers to, yeah, to learn how it's done by listening to, to who shouts on the floor. To think outside of the box, to think like someone that is not qualified because it frees you up from the shackles of what you should do. The shackles of the law. Yeah. I have not let the law hold me back. No. No, definitely or, not. Nor reason or logic. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we've done well, and yes, we've got a couple of tricks up our sleeve for this finale. I'm excited. Two brides longing for closure. One professional truth extraction device. One less professional truth extraction device. One kidnapping from London to Essex. One cryptic lead hand-delivered to my home address. One expert who helps us tap into a very shocking theory. One epic criminal investigation. 
and it all ends today. This is Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding, the The finale. finale. Yeah. It just came in the mail. It's a letter for you, but it says Detective Laura Kilby. What? Yeah, open it. We are here to discuss a very interesting um, bit of mail that Detective Lauren Kilby received in the post. Mm. Yes. So first of all, it was addressed to the detective Lauren Kilby, not to Lauren Kilby, the oh. person. Right. So, so that's a clear lead. So yeah. it's clearly to do with the podcast because that's the only thing I'm investigating currently is who shit on the floor at my wedding and nothing else. I'm not doing any side investigations that you guys aren't aware of. Good to know. So it's addressed to Detective Lauren Kilby. It has my real address on it so somebody knows where I live. Did you squeal when you saw it? I was quite frightened. I thought that it could be maybe a death threat. <laughs> it's... it's- Slightly creepy. Did it have mm. a, um, what stamp did it have on it? It had a stamp that says, um, post in L, 96 cents it costed someone to send. So, so they're really, local. yeah, they're really forking out the cash. So it said 96 cents, like as in euros, not pounds or anything. It was Euro sent, cents. It was sent in the Netherlands, from the Netherlands. So some, it was obviously someone that knows you well enough to know your address. Not necessarily, or somebody who got hold of the address somehow. Which is well, I don't creepy. go around posting my address on the internet, Helen. Well, it depends if you've got a stalker, you know, then they would do their best to find out. They could have followed you. They could have followed you oh home. Oh, God, someone's what? following me. And hang on, the, it wasn't handwritten, it was printed, which I think is important to note yes. as well. So they didn't give anything of your, their on the handwriting. Well. Yeah, so somebody has taken the time to print a sticker that says my name and address on it, and they've stuck it on because they, they don't want the handwriting to be... That's I wouldn't assess, effort, unless you've got a sort of sticker maker at home, isn't I it? I wouldn't even know where to begin to print a, a, an, an address on a sticker. You're getting a bit defensive. Why are you saying that? You work in <laughs> IT, Helen. You, I think you could work out how to print a sticker. That's what it said. Then I opened it, obviously. Yeah, it wasn't a death threat. It wasn't a clue. It was a riddle. Somebody sent me a fucking riddle. <laughs> it's very Sherlock Holmes. They're using Times New Roman font. That's lazy. <laughs> they didn't even do comic sans. Is it? Fun. I think it's quite sinister. It is quite sinister. What, to not bother changing your font? No, but it would have been an aerial. They would have started the document in aerial and they would have How been... How do you know that? Well, they were, likely that it would have been oh. aerial or calibre. I thought And Times... then they would have changed it to Times New Roman. No, that's isn't that's Like a psychopath. The standard for Microsoft. That's standard, yeah. Oh, so, oh actually, there's a... Tra- oh, maybe it's oh that's Microsoft. a lead. That's an interesting... So, yes. Who uses... Well, who's lazy and who uses Microsoft? Yeah. <laughs> there ain't nothing lazy about... Printing out an address and printing a letter and yeah, posting true. it. There's nothing lazy about that. Yeah, this no. was a choice. If you've gone to the... Yeah, you're completely right, Helen. But that is a good point. So it could potentially be someone with a PC rather than a Mac. Exactly. It was quite small, so I would say probably size 10 font. So they have gone to the effort of changing the font size because normally it's 12, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm impressed by your detective like mind right now that you've gone to the detail of thinking what this person could have been from the, the font they chose and how they put it all together. I'm quite Do you think I've finally become a detective in episode you, 13, the finale? I think, I think it's somebody old with a terrible taste in computers. 
That's you. (laughs) (laughs) You just explained yourself. I don't have. You're 45 and you've got a shit computer. I don't have. There it is. Let me just show you. That's my work computer. Look at this classic. It's a Dell. It's a Dell rassly thing. What is this card sticking? I'm not having this. Oh, it's got one of those buttons in the middle that does nothing. Yeah, don't. No, don't. Close that. Okay, so it's basically Helen sent this. So, okay, guys. Yeah. The suspense is killing me. Can you just read the goddamn riddle, please? Four jolly men sat down to play and played all night till break of day. They played for cash and not for fun with a separate score for everyone. When it came time to square accounts, they all had made quite fair amounts. Now, not one has lost and all have gained. Tell me now, this can you explain? This is too weird. Why would somebody... What is that supposed to mean? And honestly, this is too advanced for me. I'm not in the riddles business. I'm a detective, but I don't solve riddles. I'm much more advanced than that. So actually, guys, I've spent some time sourcing a code breaker who can help us with this. Oh. As in a Second World War... Enigma Enigma machine, machine. code breaker. I'm quite excited. Where did you find this person? Just a freelance code breaker um, who is at our disposal, um, who we can call. Awesome. Who will be able to help us with this. Are they available now? Can we chat? She is available now, yes. Let's do it. Let's uh, see what we've got. I presume you sent it to them already. Yes, she has received it and she will talk us through what it means. Hello. Hello, is that Linda? Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hi, good. Hi, Linda. It's Karen and Helen. Hey, Linda. Hello. Um, so, yes, I'd just like to introduce um, Linda to the group. So, Linda is our specialist co-breaker based in Northern Ireland who is on board to help us decode this riddle. And this is Helen and Karen. Thank you so much for coming on board for the investigation. Oh, it's a pleasure to help. I'll, you know, I've always helped Lauren out all her life. Huh? What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, just, you know, it's what mothers do, isn't it? <laughs> Is this your mum? mum? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, didn't know your, I didn't know your mother was a code breaker. She's in a cryptic crossword group, aren't you, mum? I'm in a... Yes, I am in a cryptic crossword group. We do crosswords every week. And sometimes I can get some of the clues. Yeah, I'm a code breaker. <laughs> Lauren. So, Linda, mum, I should say. Now now the cat's out of the bag. Um, you have received the riddle that I was sent. Would you be able to just read the riddle out to us first? No, I've not got it here. yeah it'd be good if you had that item in front of you just considering that's what we're here to talk about wow four jolly men sat down to play and played all night till break of day they played for cash and not for fun with a separate score for everyone when it came time to square accounts they all had made quite fair amounts. Now, not one has lost and all have gained. Tell me now, this can you explain? Can you? 
Yes, well, I, I actually got my whole crossword group together to to look at this and analyse it, and um, it's quite straightforward, really. It's the four jolly men are members of a band who are employed um, to play at a wedding, for example, and uh, they get paid for doing it, and that's how they get the fair amounts. And the score is just another word for the sheet music. Wow. Pretty well done. That seems really simple when you put it like that. As soon as you said the band, then it all sort of fell into place for me. I wonder if this is some kind of confession, Hmm. that it might have been somebody from the band. Or because it was a four-part band at your wedding. Yeah. So specifically, you know, it's fine to speculate, Mum, but... um, what does this mean for the investigation? What is who committed the crime? No idea. That's that's up to you, Lauren, really, isn't it? Yes. No, you're the detective. I just do have something else to say. This might be a bit awkward, though. If you'd just put the first line into Google, you'd have got the answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you broke the classic crossword rules. You Googled... <laughs> To find the result. I never do that with crosswords, though. We are thinking in such an advanced way <laughs> that we wouldn't even possibly consider the idea that this would live in Google. It could be that um, the guilty person feels like you're getting too close and wants to send you off on another tangent, maybe. Yeah. It could be Dolly again. Dolly Amalogamalu. That she doesn't live in the Netherlands, though. Oh, yeah. That's so the kind of thing she would do, though. Yeah, well, she's already been, like, up in our grill. So she's actually trying to distract us. This makes me feel like Dolly is even more guilty. This is, this is, this makes total sense. Because I was like, what, this is either someone that's just trying to mess with you, but I thought it was just a little bit too much effort to go to. This is is very much Dolly, and I bet she uses Times New Roman. All right, well, good luck with the rest of it. Okay, bye, ma'am. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Should we be concerned about the fact that this weirdo sent a riddle to you? Did we... Who who did it? Yeah, we don't know. Do we did, care? We, yeah, we care. Well, then it's a, that's a loose end. Yes, that's an official loose end. It makes me feel like they might be stalking you in the street, you know, watching you come and go. There's only one way to find out who really sent this letter. Karen, make the calls. Hello, Kelly. Really quickly, what's your favourite font? Font? This is fucking random. I mean, why? What do you mean by font? That's a type, a letter type. Yeah, exactly. Just the regular type, the just the regular type one. What the one name? The, um, God, I, I would have to look that up. Or, um, sans serif. Hello, Hank. What's your favourite font? I usually actually use the, the very basic Helvetica. Hi, Dolly. I have a question for you. What's your favourite font? I think it would be that um, new Gothic regular. Is that Anna? Hi, sis. What's your favourite font? For me? So for what? For your podcast? Just, just, uh, it's just a simple question. What's the first font that comes to mind? Times New Roman. 
Yes, there it is. Times New Roman. So it was Anna Whitehouse, Karen's famous sister, who sent me that letter in the post. Oh, no, actually no. She doesn't live in the Netherlands, so it can't have been her. Moving swiftly on to something very exciting. It's time to wrap up the investigation. How do you wrap up the investigation? Very good question. And this is what a detective normally does when they come to the end of a criminal investigation. They know they need to wrap it up. Other cases are knocking on the door, you know. You can't go on forever investigating. Phone didn't stop ringing, am I right? <laughs> uh, some cases go cold and just sit there unsolved. Exactly. Like a cold fish on the table. Yeah, but before, you, before, they become, before the cases become cold, so when they're still a bit lukewarm, there's one final thing you do. You bring in a psychic. (gasps) (laughs) No, you don't. Yes, you do. I'm going to pause this conversation as I have something very important to say about the psychic. We have a confession to make, listeners. We've not been completely honest with you. There's a reason we decided to interview Dolly Almaloglu in the first place. Yes, she sent me that initial email saying I have information, But there's something else. We've actually already spoken to the psychic two months ago. And just listen to what she said on our call. Hi, so um, just want to introduce myself. Um, My name is Lindsay Agus and I am a CBT um, therapist, which stands for Cognitive Therapy. Um, And I'm also an intuitive psychic medium. So when I was four, I remember being in my bedroom and seeing my nan and she was just really bright. And I just thought, why is my nan in my room? Because we never, my nan never came to our house. We used to go down to hers. And um, obviously because I was only four, I always remember that so vividly. And then when I was about 10, 11, I remember my dad saying to me, um, can you not remember when you came into our room and said that you saw Nana? And I said, yeah, I remember that. I said, what were all that about? And my mum and dad said, well, she'd actually passed to spirit that evening. So that was really, really, really strange. And I used to just always um, sense and feel things, especially when I'm going to bed. And I think that's when your mind's about to shut down and, and you know, you, you're sort of drifting out of consciousness to go into a deep sleep. And that's when I used to really know and sense that energies was around me. But at that age, I didn't really understand understand it enough to understand like my spirit guides that were trying to connect with me so I'll have with me um my guide who's Indian called Mina and I have an Egyptian guide as well um who's masculine who's male so I will tune into their energies and see um what they give me and and how that usually works is they will just it's just like in your own mind I'll get images come through and senses and I'll know that it's not me because I've not been too ready. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see what, what comes up. Do you have a good understanding of the crime in which we're dealing with? My understanding is that somebody's decided to take a shit on your floor at your wedding. Is that correct? They decided it and then they followed through with it. Yes. Yeah. There's no closure, really, is there? And I think that's what you're looking for is closure to put this to bed, perhaps. Right. So, 
is the person is definitely female, I feel. And believe it or not, I am being given that this person would have not been wearing any underwear. This is this is the lead I'm getting. I'm getting that obviously when the incident and the crime was taken place, that the person would have had a flowing ice dress on. And I'm being given um, like a red dress so, or a red skirt or something on those lines. Suspects wearing red, Nicolette, Karen, Hink, and Dolly Almaloglu. But also, um, I feel the person is somebody that um, has quite a high pressure job and um, would never want to admit that perhaps they were struggling with um, pressure. So, and I think this is why the incidents happened, because it's just, it, it, let's be honest, it's not normal behaviour is it to take shit on, on a floor in a wedding. Suspects with a high-pressured job, Nicolette and Dolly Omaloglu. And they're just in a space where they've been drinking champagne. The champagne's really kind of disagreed Um with 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 them so i do feel that this person is in a couple that it's a couple interesting so is there anything else that you're picking up that before we sort of wrap this up that you want to share with us about this crime i've got a fancy watch so it's um they're showing me like a the dewana really um quite unique watch wow Um, I'm not. I'm not sure in what um, it, I want to say Rolex, but I don't, I'm not sure it is a Rolex. But it's it's quite a, a statement watch, should I say? Suspects wearing a statement watch. Dolly Almaloglu. Do you know if they, um, if anyone else knows about this, or you know, did they tell anyone, or is there anyone else? Are you getting any other? Um, just to suggest that question, I just kept getting Chris in my head. Chris, so I don't know who Chris is. <laughs> my dad. Oh my God, it was your dad. It was my mum. It was your dad and your mum. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just said to Spirit, give me some names, please. And they just said, it, 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 you know, they could be linked to Chris. And I'm like, who's Chris? And then that's where I've asked you. And I'm, I was actually dad. Was there somebody that you invited um, to your wedding that was involved in marketing? A lot, yes. Because that's what I'm getting quite strongly, that there's a link um, with the person who you've got, um, who you've done quite a lot of marketing with or who's, uh, you know, quite high up in, in marketing. Suspects quite high up in marketing, Dolly Almaloglu. And I do feel the person's very quite slim as well, so they do look after the, the, the figure. Dolly looks after her figure. She likes exercise. The psychic has spoken. Dolly Almaloglu was connected to the crime. The description of the red dress, the watch, her job, down to her physique... It all fits. It explains her shifty behaviour and why she needed a fake identity. 
We need to chase down this lead. We need to figure out once and for all if it was Dolly Almaloglu who shat on the floor at Helen and Karen's wedding. So I managed to get in touch with the secretary of the British Polygraph Association who runs a real deal lie detection examination centre in Essex. He deals with um, strapping people up to real polygraph tests, murderers, arsonists, like real deal criminals. He's sentenced people to prison based on the outcome of his exams. I didn't think they were legally permissible in they, court. In some situation, in the UK, they have been used in courts to for jury decisions. Right, but not here in the Netherlands. Not, it's illegal in the Netherlands. But okay. that's fine, we'll just go to the UK to do the, to the final court thing. So basically what I've managed to agree is that Dolly Elmaloglu is going to get in a car and go all the way to this um, polygraph test centre in Essex. And she's going to be strapped up, not to an actual polygraph test, but something which is the same level of um, scientific lie detection, which is called an eye detect test, and which is actually a new technology which people are starting to use to replace polygraph. And we're going to find out if it was her. And this is real deal accuracy lie detection. And at the end of this test, we will find out if Dolly Amaloglu is the criminal mastermind we think she is. Hello, uh, my name is Terry Mullins. Um, I am the founding and managing director of Integrity Assured Limited. Uh, using iDetect, which is a totally new concept of uh, truth verification. Um, and I do a lot of criminal work with um, sexual offenders, murders, etc. What was the highlight of your career to date? And it can't be our podcast. <laughs> I have actually uh, conducted two, two very controversial polygraph tests. One on a person called Jeremy Bamber, uh, who in, 2000, in 1985 was alleged to have killed five members of his family. And I tested him in 2007 in Fort Sutton Prison. He passed his polygraph test and there is not a shred of evidence against this man, um, but he was convicted uh, by a jury uh, on no evidence. And my second case is a man called Luke Mitchell, also for murder. Uh, he was 14 um, and he was actually on a TV programme last week, uh, which a new investigation proved that he did not commit the murder. But no crime before where someone sat on the floor at a wedding? Um, not really, no. Actually, <laughs> how will you strap her up? So when a person comes in, Dolly will be given information. She will know why she's here. She would have already been pre-told by yourselves, saying we need to get to the bottom of this issue. And then she will sit down in front of a 13-inch monitor. There is a chin rest just like you get in the opticians. So I ask them to put their chin on the, on the rest. Then all they've got to do is look straight at the screen. Um, I then calibrate the infrared cameras that are attached to the screen to their eyes. They will first of all get a practice test. Now they're not speaking, they're using a mouse that has two um, on them, two color coded. One is green and one is red. 
So one is true and one is false. Um, and they get around six seconds to answer each of those very short statements. Once they've passed the uh, exercise, that means they fully understand how directed lie works. Then they come to the questions and then they have to answer truthfully to the main relevant questions and lie to the directed lie questions. Is that 100% accurate? Would that hold up in court? You're looking at around 90%. Nothing's 100% apart from that we're all going to expire one day. And then once they're finished, they can stand up and, and leave. Unless they're guilty, in which case we'll send in someone to arrest them. Hello, I am the eye detect machine. I have no feelings. I do not show emotions. I solve problems. Man can be fooled, but not me. I am the world's best lie detector. Humans believe they can see the truth by looking into a person's eyes. I analyze them. I detect even the tiniest variations in the people. I will reveal the truth. I am the I detect machine. If you are guilty, I will know. If you are innocent, I will know. The truth is the only thing I will reveal. I will expose your deepest secrets. Nothing is safe. There is nothing you can hide from me. Dolly is in the room. She is sitting in the chair. She has her chin on the chin rest. Terry's machine is extracting the truth from her. We are about to find out if it was Dolly Almaloglu who shat on the floor. Exciting. So, what's the how? Can you what? Can you describe what the mood is in the room right now, Dolly? Well, look. I mean, what can I say? Um, I think there's definitely um, some anticipation, though. I mean, I am confident. And, and did you? How do you feel that you did, Dolly? Oh, flying colours. I mean, I, I definitely confused one question and got it wrong, but I'm happy to admit that. The rest of them, um, you know, 100% integrity and truth and honesty. That's convenient that you're just flagging up front. Hi, Dolly, it's Detective here. Um, hi, Detective. Hi, um, good to speak to you again. Lovely to speak to you too, Detective. Yes, isn't it? Um, interesting that you're holding back up front that there's a question that you got wrong but you're not telling us which one it is, just so you've got that in your back pocket for later. Well... I could probably tell you which one it is, to be honest, Detective, because I think I recall. Please? It was one of the questions that I was asked to answer with a false, but I got a bit confused and so I answered it true. Okay. Yeah. So was that, did you shit on the floor at the wedding? No, it wasn't one of those ones at all. <laughs> and Terry, uh, I would love to just know from your point of view, is there anything that you want to say before you reveal the results of Dolly's test. You've seen a lot of suspects walk into your office 
Is there anything you want to say about our suspect's behavior, how she's acted? Was she willing? Was she cooperative? Oh, I have to say that Dolly was extremely cooperative, um, very friendly, and but then an awful lot of uh, criminals are the same. But she, she did walk in with an air of confidence. Yes, we're very aware of that air of confidence. Lock the doors before you reveal the results. I, Dolly Elmaloglu, hereby solemnly declare uh, that I told the truth during this lie detector test and nothing but the truth. Um, And do you trust the results of the eye detect? I'll I'll go with it for now. (laughs) Please proceed, Terry, and reveal the results of Dolly Elmaloglu's eye detect test. Well, Dolly completed the test completely on her own. Um, she um, conducted herself uh, with dignity and um, <laughs> composed herself for the test. Did you hear that? Dignity. Uh, and composure. The, the score goes between 1 and 99. And you must achieve 50% to pass. However, on a personal note, if a person fails to reach 80%, I wouldn't employ them. I still wouldn't trust them because if they're going to be very truthful, then they should reach 99, which is what Dolly got. What? She got the highest score. Take that, Detective Lauren. She actually actually got 99 out of the 100 um, score. She got a very high score. Detective's got her head in her hands right now. I understand, 99%. That is certainly a number to celebrate. However, I'm looking for 100% in this investigation. I I need to be 100% certain that my suspects did not commit this crime and you are leaving me with an open 1% here. Okay. 99, if you can reach 99%, you are on top of everything. Take that, Detective Lauren. (laughs) Just trying to repeat that again. (laughs) Have you ever met a criminal mastermind in person? A criminal mastermind? Yes. Yes. And does does Dolly show any symptoms of a criminal mastermind, in your opinion? I think she's got the capability to be one. Yeah, because my, my thoughts are, I mean, I, I'm not going to diminish this incredible device that you have built, and congratulations on having such a successful device. Um, but I do feel that someone who is so extremely advanced in their kind of brain activity, potentially they're a criminal mastermind, you know, they're, they're a genius essentially, they could potentially still trick this test. No. Yes. No. Yes. You can't think your way out of a lie. You can't use that your brain power and memory to erase something that you have done. Or can you? Then you'd have to be unbalanced. You'd have to be sociopathic, psychopathic, split personality. And we can't test people like that. 
No, because who am I testing? How many personalities have you got, Dolly? Yes, at least two. Isn't that the million-dollar question? Yeah. Dolly's not even her real name. I don't know if you know that. Thanks for nothing, Dolly. It's my absolute pleasure, Detective. Am I disappointed? Yes. Will I let that disappointment bring me down? No. In fact, that disappointment inspired me to come up with my next trick. A trick I like to call the exchange. Important announcement. Who shat on the floor at my wedding? Dear friends, family, guests and the perpetrator. You were all guests at our wedding, which took place on the 11th of August 2018. It was a memorable day, but as many of you know, our memories were tainted by a heinous crime that was committed in the ladies' bathroom between 9.45 and 10.45pm. Someone shat on the floor at our wedding. As we are nearing the end of our thorough investigation, the Criminal Investigative Squad would like to share the following important announcement with you. Someone will be punished for this crime, whether they're guilty or not. I think it's a bit lame to have us, like, read a sent- half a sentence each. That's stupid. Why would you do that? <laughs> what the fuck are we? We're not, like, in assembly at school. <laughs> I'm raging. Just read the fucking email. Jesus, <laughs> calm down, babe. Yeah, you need to relax. You need to be a bit edgy today. It's the email's from all three of us, so well, it makes sense. Why do you, like, just read We just want to make you feel involved. Oh, no, I don't worry about that. So we want to offer you, the perpetrator, a final chance to come forward and own up to this crime. Own up or forever live knowing you sent an innocent person to prison. (laughs) We, Helen, Karen and Detective, will be standing at Pier 14 where the wedding boat disembarked between 1 to 1.30 this Saturday ready to make a final exchange. Forgiveness for a confession. This is your last chance. Come forward now, show yourself to us and we promise to keep your dignity intact. If you don't come forward, we owe you nothing. The clock is ticking. Additionally, since we're going straight to the bank after this appointment, we will have an envelope containing 63 euros, which we may drop on the floor by accident if you confess or if you give us a name. Lastly, please fill out this final survey monkey questionnaire. Kind regards, Helen, Karen and Detective Lauren Kilby. Can I just check? Yes. I just think uh, exchanging a confession for forgiveness, I don't think anybody's really... Anyway, we've already had that conversation, right? Well, no, it's just the idea of knowing that you could potentially spend the rest of your life, 50, 60, 70 years, depending on how old these people are, you know, with guilt, with this guilt. They will wake up every morning for the rest of their life and think about the fact that they shall on the floor at the wedding and didn't confess for the podcast. I wonder how people would feel, like, if we knew who it was, if somebody came out of the shadows <laughs> and stood there. You know, like, you can imagine the smoke clearing and then suddenly yeah. they come into focus and yeah. you're like... And it's Hink. Here I am. And, I mean, what do they expect? The world to applaud? Do they think everybody's going to cheer and say, well done for shitting on the floor and making this wonderful... Uh, getting I will be. Podcast? I'll be doing that. Problem is, we've got a lot of... Um, we're, like, jokers. We A lot of our friends are jokers, and I worry that we actually might have too many people coming forward just for a laugh. Nobody's going to come forward. Nobody's going to come forward. I can imagine this really emotional scene where we're standing at the pier, yeah. and then we see this hazy mirage of people in, in the distance. And it's everyone. And a whole group, the whole wedding party in a V formation yes. walks slowly towards us. And they were all in on it. I think that everyone has something to feel embarrassed about from that night of your wedding. I'm embarrassed that I took my shoes off, my flat shoes. I mean, forgiven. Easy. 
I'm embarrassed of a few other things. I had the extra half serving of lasagna. What I'm saying is that everyone (laughs) has something to feel embarrassed about. So here we are, standing on Pier 14 beside Amsterdam Central Station. Lovely. Beautiful day for it. Beautiful day for the culprit to step forward and show his or her or its face. (laughs) Exactly. So this is the spot where we we embarked on the boat on that very day. Memories. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. Hey. And we're sitting at the end of the pier. So it's quite a long-ish pier. And actually, I think maybe the boat was down a little bit, but that's okay. We'll just sit down here because we want a dramatic runway. And so they're going to have to walk. Absolute embarrassed, probably kind of like slumping over, walking with pure shame. Maybe they're crying. Looking at their feet. So it's two minutes past one. So (gasps) we're already two minutes into the time frame. So the email said... It said, turn up or send somebody in your place somewhere, you know, on Pier 14 between 1 and 1.30. Yeah. I mean, they've had a year to show their face. And if it is someone that we've already interrogated, would they have been through some pretty intense interrogation? Who's that? I mean, I wouldn't expect Hink to turn up, for example. I've absolutely, basically threatened to kill him with you, that screwdriver. You've railed him good and proper. So if he didn't crack... When I did that, then I don't know what... He can't have done it, surely. I don't think he did. Oh, really? I didn't know you felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's that? Is that anyone? That? I must say, even though I don't expect anybody to come along... It's quite fun. Yeah. I, I feel think... like we're at the arrivals gate. Yeah, waiting. At the airport, waiting. Yeah, we are. It is that, very much that feeling. Is oh, that is someone? Is that... And then you're like, oh, no, it My... isn't. Oh, no. Is that, but that is, is that those two people coming towards us? Is that going to No, that's no. just a general person. I don't think we'd know people who look like that, would we? No. Oh, then, God, he's looking over here. Isn't he? Who is that? I don't know. With the briefcase. Oh, no, he's... He's pr- coming... Because there's nothing for them to come down this way too. So, so what are they walking that's towards? That's what I was going to ask. What on earth are they doing? Yeah. I oh, know, he stopped. What's the time? It is... It is... Eight minutes past one. Yeah. Who's that? Do you know that person? No. She's like a long-haired rocker. Yeah, you know long-haired rockers. What's she doing? She's walking very fast towards what? The end of the pier. There's nothing here. On the first day. Is that Hink? No. no. Is it? No. That person at the end in the green. Who's that? Oh, there's a group. This is going really well. Did you... 12 minutes past one. It's 1.15. It actually feels like time is going slower on this pier. Yes, you're right. <gasps> Who's that? They look like people you could know. That couple? Yeah, they Who do. Who is that? <clears throat> They're quite small. And, yeah, they look quite know, fancy. Sophisticated. Yeah. He's smiling. He's where, got something to smile about. Where are they walking so quickly? They're, They're walking fast towards purposeful. us. Striding purposefully. They could be delivering a message. <clears throat> They're smiling. They're laughing. They think it's funny. Whatever I think it is. something's very funny, probably. Oh, no, now they're stopping. What's that? Oh, no. He's looking at us, but I don't know whether that's because... We're looking at him? Could be. And talking about them, obviously, into a microphone. <gasps> that person just waved at us. Or that man, actually. He might have waved at that man. OK, the culprit has a matter of minutes to show their face, or they will be exposed in another way. 
an unpleasant way. 23 minutes past one. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of activity, isn't there? Is it? But nobody's coming this way. <clears throat> Who is that? No. I wonder what other things this pair has seen, apart from a wedding boat that left the pair that later turned out to be a criminal vessel. Mm. Is that the money? Is it 63 yeah. euros? Well, I could only find, I think it was like 23.50, something like that. Oh, you didn't bother going to the bank? No, well, I just thought... Well, it's not important, is it? It's getting it right? Well, like I said, I don't think anybody was going to turn up getting anyway. The end of the, getting the end of the investigation right? It's not important to you, is it? So I just threw whatever I had into the envelope here. Okay, so 23 euros. Yeah, 50. So you, 23 Okay, 50. cool. So if, someone comes, so if someone comes here now and says, have you got the money? I'm going to tell you who committed the crime. And we have to say, oh, sorry, we've only got 23.50 because we couldn't be bothered to go to the bank. Did you... Was it a specific amount that you said you'd give them? I think we said 63 euros. Oh, fuck, I didn't know that, sorry. They're oh, like, we're fucked. No, I'm, I'm, I'm 39.50 short. It's going to be fine. So I, they're going to come here and say, show me the money, show me the money first, and then I'll tell you who did it. And we'll have to say, oh, we're so sorry. Take my watch, take my card, take my wedding ring. You'll have to give them your wedding I'll ring. I'll do part of it in cash. Where is it? Have you got it on you? You're giving the wedding ring, if part, that happens. Part in cash, part electronic transfer. How much is your wedding ring worth? I'm not giving you my wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> I could pawn it. Pawn it oh. temporarily. Oh, my God. So Michelle and Ralph... And, Liz- that- and Louis the Chihuahua have just arrived. There is Michelle. <laughs> Michelle and Ralph. Hey. Hello. Um, Michelle. What are you doing here on Pier 14? So Michelle and Ralph have just rocked up at Pier 14 within the time period. It's, so it's 1.30 exactly. It's 1.30 exactly. So that means it's within the period that if you step onto Pier 14, you committed the crime. Actually, we just came to get the ferry. We didn't come to Pier 14 at all, really. We just saw you guys and then... Ah! What a coincidence! Yeah, what are they doing here? You didn't actually cri- commit the crime in the end? No, no, no. God, no. no. Oh, for no. fuck's sake! <laughs> no one has come to Pier 14, except for you, Michelle and Ralph, um, without a confession. It's been more disappointing than I imagined. No offence. We're going to have to try some other things. I think we need to get the other tricks yeah. that are up our sleeves. It's not over yet. Okay, so we sent the email inviting the culprit to the pier. We went to the pier, the culprit didn't show up, and we went home. That's just what happened. In the email, we also invited guests to fill out one of our classic Survey Monkey questionnaires. 18 people filled it out, and the responses raised a few more questions about our good old mate, the entertainer. Who shat on the floor at Helen and Karen's wedding. Um, someone said, I'm putting money, we'd need to clarify how much money, on the dodgy band member. Someone else said, the entertainer guy. I'm glad we've got some support for the entertainer though because um, I, yeah, he's, he's a great criminal. It's not just a little bit of support for the entertainer. 23% of people who filled out the survey. Sorry, 23% of 18, 18. people. <laughs> it's like three it's people. <laughs> You're making that up anyway. 23.5% of people 
think it's the entertainer. Hang on, how many people? I'm 18. My... What? Get no, your, no, put no, your calculator no, away, no, Helen. That I've got the calculator here. The stats don't add up. The stats do add up. 18 people filled it out. And 4.5 4. 4. 5 people said the entertainer. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> 4 divided by 17 times 100 is 23.5%. 18. Oh, no, sorry. No, no, no. 17 people answered this one. I was right. One okay. skipped. So okay. someone skipped it. Okay, got you. So 23.5% of your wedding, so a quarter of your wedding, thinks it's the entertainer. I mean, I can understand why. Okay, so I have a pretty big update for you all. So you remember one of the other band members who played alongside the entertainer at our wedding got in touch with me asking me to file a police report about the entertainer's behaviour that night. Well, got a bit of an update for you guys on that front. So first of all, the police, the police actually called me up three days ago asking me to provide more details about the witness statement that I filed because the court case against the entertainer is pretty much hotting up and they needed more information. And then I managed to get hold of one of the other band members who knows the entertainer super well and who's played with him in a band for years and years and who was really deeply involved in the case against him. So this call I had with this band member was really interesting because it shed a lot more light on the entertainer as a character. It's a bit confidential, so can't share all the details, but here are the main things that I learnt. So the court came to a verdict and found the entertainer guilty on multiple acts of, let's just say, bad behaviour. But yeah, there was a whole there was a whole bunch of stuff against him, and I guess the judge wasn't having any of it. And he received legal punishment for his actions. He also said that During the court proceedings, the entertainer started acting out and did some pretty strange things, just showing what a volatile character he is. And then he left to Mexico for three weeks with his newly acquired girlfriend. And I say that, I say that very selectively. I think that's a good illustration of of his mental state. His behavior has been, has been Completely, completely mad, you know, and it's, it's, getting, it's getting crazier and crazier. And some mornings he would just be smashing plates on the floor for no reason, you know. I think, I think the man's pretty ill, to be honest with you. I then obviously had to tell this band member what happened at our wedding and that someone shat on the floor. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know what to say, Karen. <laughs> Oh, my God. But generally how the entertainer was a bit of a sex pest and tried coming on to a lot of women who rejected him. Wait, I probably got about um, around 10 different women complaining to me. One of them, he actually lunged at her and kissed her on the lips when she didn't want that. And it was just, it was horrible. And he said that rejection is a massive trigger for the entertainer. It has caused him to lash out on many occasions in the past. I've experienced so many times how extremely bad he is at dealing with rejection on a very, very, very rudimental level. Yeah. I just have to know, because you know the entertainer the best, I just want to know what you think, because there's so many things that point at him to have done this. 
And I just want to know, do you think he could have done it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, through through all through all the rejection I can I can totally imagine that he also would have just taken a dump. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com If that's not court quality evidence, then I don't know what is. Back to the Survey Monkey, where we asked the question, do you have a final message for the investigative team? Someone wrote, knock, knock. Who's there? And someone else wrote, the next person wrote, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be opened. What? So who responses, mention knock? That's really, that's actually really strange. It's a... It's a passage from the Bible. Oh, gosh. Yes. Oh, shit. It's a religious motive, shitting on the floor. <laughs> we haven't covered that. Oh, no. Praise oh, no. be to Jesus. Let me curl one out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I, don't, yeah. I know that you often are supposed to give some sort of offering or, you know, sacrifice or whatever for your God. But I don't think, I don't think this is what they mean. What? I think this is a really, really... Strange thing to put in a survey, a light-hearted survey. Final response. It's Tobin, I promise. Yes, no, nah. no. Should we call Tobin and tell him that we know it was him? <laughs> I, I mean, just because somebody said that they think it's him. No, but a lot of people have said to me, Tobin sounded dodgy. That my genuine thought was that I think he could have sent that riddle because he's a, he has that kind of yeah. sense of humour. Do you think it was him? You're never going to get a confession, though. I think Tobin is a contender. Should I call him now? Yeah. No normal person would want to live in the red light, would they? What, I mean, what does that mean about him? Close to the six. Uh, Here shh, we go. Hell's Angels. Shh, shh. Calling him. Who from the mailbox farm? He's changed his no. number. Yes. Oh, that was an immediate, <laughs> that was probably an immediate hang up. This mail. Shall I try? You try. <gasps> yeah, okay. This is fascinating. Okay, let's see. Maybe too soon after. It's switched off the text. Is that. <gasps> Tobin. Why are you and K Dog harassing me? Did you find the pooper? <laughs> <laughs> Just say. Um, we have a question for you. No, no, no. Don't be. Like, he'll get his back up. Um, Just say. Just wanted to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you? Why are you guys 
for like at least eight months. No, no, we're not crazy. We just um, we're just wrapping up the investigation. Okay. Nothing crazy about that. Standard <laughs> practice in a criminal investigation: wrapping things up. Gotcha. Just had a quick question. Um, just reviewing the responses from the um, online survey monkey that we sent around to the guests. Um, I'm not sure if you filled it out. I did. Thought so. Um, next question is, did you uh, shit on the floor at the wedding? I did not. Are you sure? Positive. But I like that you guys really want to think of me that way. It makes me feel uh, pretty super in our friendship. So thanks for that. No, no, it's not me. I don't think it was you. It's the, it's the people that uh, one person thinks it's you who filled out the survey. I thought you said two people. In the answer, who shout on the floor at the wedding, they wrote Tobin. And do you have a final message for the team? It's Tobin, I promise. Why would somebody somebody think that? I don't know, but promising something's pretty, like, that's serious. Saying I promise. Yeah. In a world devoid of truth, I suppose that promise is pretty much what we have. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think that's... um... That's all. uh, I rest my case. Yeah, that's all the questions. Wait, what, am I guilty? <laughs> I don't, I don't, this is the worst court of law. This is unfair. I didn't. Where's the Bible to swear on? Where's like? Where's the process? Oh. You just you just called me and put me in a corner. Are you religious? No. Um, okay, well we'll let you go. Um, okay. Yeah, I uh, see you in jail. <laughs> I can't wait. Thanks for ruining my afternoon, Toxic. <laughs> it wasn't him, was it? So I don't think it was him either. No, it wasn't him. Okay, well, that's fine. Can I just say, he, you did, he did just say that you've ruined his afternoon. Should you just say, not really? Yeah. Because he thinks... Oh, okay, he, yeah. No, I'll just say, he, you've been successfully ruled out. Have a nice afternoon. All right, listeners, listen up. Tobin has been officially ruled out of the investigation. The entertainer remains a very plausible suspect and there's another person who I personally feel very strongly about. It's someone who I've decided to bring back in for one final strap up. You're the final person to be strapped up. So that's pretty special. That's the breathing apparatus. That's the breathing apparatus? Yeah. Yeah, so if you start breathing differently. Two bits started as well. If you start going. (laughs) Yeah, if you start panting, that thing will not. Alert. It's quite undignified, isn't it? Just like making you. I like how fun it is. Kink has been strapped up. He has willingly removed his clothes. And um, welcome, Hank, to your polygraph session. That is the highest I've ever seen breathed in on this podcast. Skin galvanization wraps on? Yes, I think so. I mean, I don't know which one is which, so I'm assuming I have one. Pulse oximeter. That's that one. Pulse. That must be this one, I'm assuming. Um, And your breathing apparatus. My breathing apparatus is... Yeah. Can you breathe? I can breathe. This will be conclusive, and today we will find out what happened on the 11th of August 2018 in the bathroom that night, where Hink spent most of his evening 
receiving food and drinks from his little bitch, Kelly. Subject must agree to take exam by his or her free will, or testing will not work. Do you agree? Yes. That means testing will work. Have we attached a breathing box around the abdomen of the subject with a belt? Yes. Click the bad body language button if you notice leg movement, twitching, excessive blinking or other tells. I have to to interrupt you already because I am an excessive blinker. Well, then I'll be clicking that button a lot. (laughs) Get ready. It could be Morse code. Please remain perfectly still. This polygraph exam will detect lies. Are you a male? Yes. (laughs) Cut the tension with a knife. Your pulse is at plus plus, your skin galvanisation is at 100% and your breath jitter is at 5%. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds amazing. Okay, next question. (laughs) Do people sometimes call you Hink? Um, Yeah, basically only you. Hink? What do people call you? Hink. You can't do it. Hink. You say it like H-I-N-K. This is our favourite subject of conversation. Try it just for Hink's sake, for for the polygraph. Do it in the English way. Hank. Well done. Nice one. See you. Nice one. Oh, thanks, guys. (laughs) Have you ever lied to avoid getting in trouble? Yes. Breath jitter, 4%. He just blinked quite a bit, FYI. See, there you go. Next question. And can I just remind everyone, I shouldn't have to keep doing this, but for some reason you all forget every time, Karen. (laughs) I don't make up these control questions. I can't influence what they are. Have you ever broken a law? Yes. Breath jitter, zero. Skin galvanisation, 100%. Pulse is plus plus. Interesting. Next question. Have you ever felt angry? Yes. Should you be punished? Oh, this is good. Should you be punished for anything you have done? Yes. <gasps> but I have been, so it's fine. No, no, no. No, no, that's fine. That's just a yes. Very you don't need to explain reaction. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to observe something there, I think. Oh, boy. <laughs> Click OK to calculate baselines. Next question. Do you enjoy feces? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Analyzing exam questions. Counting down. Breath jitter is at 20%. That is the highest I've ever seen breath jitter on this podcast. I don't even Next know question. <laughs> Did you clean up Kelly's feces at the wedding? No. I need to ask him, I'm supposed to ask him that in the um, the same tone and inflection. You did mm. go for him a little bit with that True, question. Yeah, yeah. Next question, Hink. Do you know who shat on the floor at the wedding? I do not. No. Sorry. No. If you shat... <clears throat> if you know who shat on the floor, will you ever reveal it? If I know. If I know. Yes. If so, I know... If I know if, if I shit on the floor, is that what your question? If you know who oh. shit on the floor, will you ever reveal no. it? Oh. 
I ain't no snitch. I ain't no snitch. <laughs> wow. Snitches get stitches. Strap the snitch up. Let's strap this snitch up. Exactly. I mean, I'm, if I'm going to jail, I don't want to go to jail as a snitch. Just saying. What is the problem? Why are you all going so weird? <laughs> Like, are you seeing the same thing? The <laughs> <laughs> fuck? Yeah, you're being weird. Focus, please, everyone, especially Sorry. Hank and especially Helen. Sorry. Question: Will we ever become friends? Yes. Did you plan the shit on the floor at the wedding? Plan or plant? Plan. Um, no. Don't pretend like you didn't hear what I said. That was clear. You were buying time. The machine has detected irregularities. Okay. The exam is complete. Next. Use slider below to review exam. I love the slider. I can't. I can't handle it. Is everyone ready to find out the yes. results of Hank's... That's it already? There's no more? Free Hank! Hank is innocent! I was hoping for way more questions. Should you be punished for anything you have done? Yes. Oh, no, that, that's a control question. It doesn't <laughs> give us a result. That's fine. I'm sure that was, that was correct. But what I took out of that is just quickly, I know that I'm not the, the polygraph, but um, <laughs> you should be punished. So essentially what you're saying is you deserve to go to jail for what you've done. No, 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 because not everything should be punished by going to jail. But what most most things get punished by jail. No, like for example, Majority if, you, if, if you steal a cookie. This is not getting us anywhere. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> oh, God. Oh, the slider's not working. <laughs> it's the, the computer's burning up and the slider isn't working. <laughs> do you... So the question was, do you enjoy feces? You said yes, and that was the truth. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, everyone does. Well, the question yeah. was, did you clean up Kelly's feces at the wedding? You answered no. That was the truth. So Kelly did not do it. Wow. Well, she might have done it, but he didn't. I don't know. He, he might not have known. Yeah, but I, don't, oh, I wouldn't know. if this is Get it. ready for 10 years in jail. Oh, boy. Okay. The question was... Do you know who shat on the floor at the wedding? You said no. It says undetermined. <laughs> what does that mean? Why is why do you get a polygraph? The whole point of a polygraph undetermined, is it's right, a, yeah, truth no, or a lie. Undetermined. Undetermined. That is the first time I have seen that word in front of me, and I've used this piece of software at least four times. <laughs> Yeah, what can I say? Yeah. Undetermined, Hank. If you know who shat on the floor, will you ever reveal it? You said no. That was the truth. <gasps> yeah. yeah. You are a massive question mark to me now, even more than before. What would you? I mean, that's not cool. If someone did it, you don't get kind of rat out on people. It just makes me feel like you could have genuinely been lying to us this whole time. You're being really truthful by saying, no, I would never tell you because I'm not a snitch. So I'm being full, fully truthful. So you can really trust me. We can trust you now, but everything you've said before this moment yeah. um, could be a, no, a lie. This is, this is how you interpret it. See, these lie detectors are interpretable. 
Uh, actually, they're not. They're conclusive. You are a tricky customer, Hank. <laughs> the question was, will we ever become friends? You said yes, and that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty concerning. But I understand. It if makes me believe the polygraph more than I did. <sighs> well, that was the end. Hang on a second. Did you... Sorry. I'm not... I'm, I apologise greatly if I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> did you actually ask him the main question, which was, did you shit on the floor at Helen and Karen's wedding? <laughs> that one <laughs> I think you did yeah. you yeah, you didn't ask me question. that but if, it, if, I, if I answer if I answer yes now and it's a lie oh wait then so I'm we clear we have, forever so we nice I actually forgot the main question Oh my god. So what do we do now? <laughs> you have to quickly redo it. Keep that stuff on. We just have to redo it. We just have to quickly redo it. Can I just say I know I laughed and that was a really bad reaction. I just want to say I'm really supportive of you, detective, and I think you're doing a great job and that any detective could have made that mistake. <laughs> I just saw you looking a bit sad and sorry. I shut up now because I didn't have to. Okay, no, it was gonna be fine. <clears throat> Are you a male? Yes. Oh, it started. Oh, yes. Again. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever told a lie? Yes. Shut some heating down. Have you ever lied about something serious? Yes. Have you ever lied to a loved one? Yes. Oh. Who hasn't lied to a loved one? Everyone's lied to a loved one. Have you ever used illegal drugs? Have I? Yes. <laughs> Talk about because we were just having hemp seed uh, in our salad. And in Thailand, I would have had to answer that question with yes. Yeah. We're not in Thailand. Stop trying to come across like a worldly man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the final question, Hink. Shit. Was it you who shat on the floor at the wedding? No. (gasps) The machine has detected irregularities. Okay, Hink, I'd like to ask you to just remain quiet, please, because this is extremely important. You slider below to review exam. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, my God, I'm nervous. I'm actually nervous. Are you? What if I'm about to solve the crime? <clears throat> okay, the slider's not working again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the question was, was it you who shat on the floor at the wedding? You said no. That was the truth. Yes. I told you. Shut up. Free. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> Free Hank, free Hank, free Hank. You know who did it. I don't know who did it. I think it's really clear. This polygraph test suggests that you know who did it, but you'd never wrap them out. Right, that's that's what I know. You just told us, and the polygraph exam has actually verified it, that you will not tell us for the rest of your life if you know who did it. So whatever you say now is irrelevant. Look, you may not have committed the crime, but you may have assisted in In the cleaning up. Wow, that was spectacular detective work. (laughs) What have we learned from our final polygraph strap-up session? We have learned that there is a very strong possibility that Henk knows who committed the crime, but he will never reveal it to us. We decided to go back to Lindsay, our psychic, as it had been a couple of months since we last spoke to her. We needed to know why she was so, so specific with her explanation of Dolly Almaloglu 
Yet we couldn't see a connection between Dolly and the crime. So we gave her a call. And she kept going on about someone called Chris. Chris. I just kept saying Chris, Chris. And um, I'm asking him, like, why Chris? Earlier in the episode, you may recall Lindsay revealing that she had the name Chris coming to her from her guides. However, Karen told us that the only Chris at the wedding was her dad. Then, Karen revealed something to us. So I've um, I've actually realised something and I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit embarrassed about it because it's actually quite a big oversight and I what? just have to what? let you know. Well, I just remembered that um, when we spoke to the psychic the first time, do you remember she mentioned um, she got a name, Chris? Mm-hmm. Which was your dad, probably. Well, yeah, I jumped to the conclusion that it was um, my dad because I went through um, the wedding list. I was like, what Chris's were there? Because there's yeah. so many people there and, you know, people and plus ones that I, I wouldn't know. So I was like, let me just double check the, the list. And you know when you're creating a wedding list that you put um, down everyone's names and I asked Dolly Almaloglu, um, do you want to bring a plus one? And she said, yes. But at that time, I don't think I knew exactly who it was. So I'd just li- literally written down plus one mm-hmm. rather than the name of the person and I never got round to filling it and I think when I sent the invite I just said sent it to Dolly Armaloglu and her plus one rather than putting a name okay so where... and then I actually realized that um I I do know the name because I remember obviously since the wedding I, I then knew who it was and it was um his name was actually Chris Chris Dolly Almaloglu's plus one so we informed Lindsay about this could, could it, have you ever thought about Chris? Thing It's the partner of this woman who... Oh, Chris is the partner of that woman? Was the partner at the time of the wedding. That woman being Dolly Almaloglu. Could that be a possibility? Because obviously there's a, there's a link with them two for my guides to... For my guides to then give me the name Chris linked to her. And it's been a while since we spoke. So it's... Um, I mean... Just so I know it's him, I could just ask my guides just to give me like a bit of a, a, an outlook on him. Would he have been fair-haired, Chris? He like shaved his head, so um, it was a little hard to tell, but he, he's got like sandy blondish hair, yeah. So like blue-eyed, because I'm being shown like, you know, kind of blue-eyed, he's about lightish hair. Yeah, he did have blue eyes. Yeah, so when you ask me that question, the only thing I get back is Chris, and then um, it keeps repeating in my mind. So that's my guide saying that there could be something around Chris, and maybe that's why I had quite an accurate kind of um, sense around this lady. Because, like I said, and as I'm sure you'd be able to appreciate, when you are sort of like tuning to energies, there's so many energies. So sometimes it can, de- can definitely get cross cross linked. Um, and if them two were together at the time. That's really interesting that it's come back to Chris because it doesn't always, when you get a, a vision or the guys tell you something and they describe this woman, is that quite normal that you you were shown someone that the link to Chris rather than Chris? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because the, 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 their energy will have been together at that time. It's hard. They'll give me so much and then I have to then sort of work out what they're giving me and then go with my 
my intuition. So it's like a, it's a two-way thing, if that makes sense. So they're never going to say, oh, it was X, Y, Z and it was this, just because whenever you get information from spirit world, they're not physical. It's And the ego's not there. So it's just an energy I'm feeling. So whether when I was picking up around, um, picking up around this, this woman, and then obviously I've got Chris, it could be the fact that these guys know who's done it, or it could be like, well, Chris, it's all here, you know, so Chris, if he is, if he was the one to commit the crime, Hink, yeah. um, who was the one who was in the ladies' bathroom who cleaned up the feces, he said that there were no other men that came and went from the ladies' bathroom. But I yeah. suppose he could be lying. Well, I think this, it's it's evident there's been a lot of lies. <laughs> so definitely. Is there any chance you could ask your guides to just tune into this man, Hank? He's a film director. He's got quite long grayish hair. He's a vegan, a really um, gentle soul. To just see, is he hiding some information from us? Does he know who did it? Let me just tune into his energy. Um, has he got connections in America? Uh, yeah, his girlfriend Kelly is American. Is Hank? Does he? Is has he got a keen interest with animals and like? Um, pets a hundred percent he um campaigns for animal um rights so he's a full activist and he was quite well known for having this um little sausage dog that he would um carry with him everywhere um like even to bars and stuff um i'm definitely with him then because i've just been given that he's very into animals there's a real block when i'm asking him about um what he knows Again, just to give you an idea about when you're working with energy, you know, if there's something that's shut off or it's private, no matter whether spirit will not disclose that. So say, for example, if I've got someone I'm working with and they've got depression, there'll only be so much I can draw from them because they're closed down. So that's sort of like, that's a shutdown. So like I'm being able to feel his energy and pick up things around him. But when I keep asking me guys to ask about what he knows, it's like I just cannot get through that energy. It's like a barrier. Does that mean he's blocking you from getting that information? 100%, yeah. What a block means energy-wise is like, say, for example, um, and again, because I'm doing distant readings, you see, so I'm not in his auric field. I'm actually connecting through your aura to, to get bits off him. So when I'm asking my guides to give me information about him, it, it, he has to come forward. He'd have to have a reason for me to access that information. Does that make sense, me darlings? That makes perfect sense. Um, it's, yeah. That's why it's a little bit like, oh, I'm a bit stuck now. With the information that I've given, I'm, I'm, no, I feel... exactly what we got. You basically, what you just said about Hank is what we got back from the lie detector that we did on him, that he was shut down and he was protecting this person and he would never tell us who did it yeah we got a result from the lie detector undetermined was what we got from him when we asked him um who it was if he knows who it was who shit on the floor so what i'm getting really strongly and it, it is quite strong and my cue for something that is strong is it's repetitive and what i keep getting quite strong from spirit and they're actually showing me as a visual is to show me a grave in my mind and then i'm also getting the repetitive words of they're going to take this to the grave and with it being repetitive it means that they are not going to budge like whoever's done this this is and whoever knows who's done this is they just cannot get leaked and um, so i really strongly feel that they are 100 percent taking this to the grave 
Will Lauren, our detective, actually crack this case and find out who did it? I feel, Lauren, you have to go on your gut. My gut is telling me that we need to find Chris. Step one to finding Chris, get permission from Dolly Almaloglu to contact him. Hello. Hi. <laughs> okay, so are you sitting down? Because I've got a bit of I've got a bit of information to finally reveal to you. Go on. I'm sitting ready. I'm ready. Okay, so there's a reason why we've been interested in you in this podcast. And I don't okay. we haven't been honest with you yet to show to tell you the reason why. You are fully off the hook. I'm going to start by saying that. Um, yeah. We had a session with a regressive psychic. Mm. That psychic um, basically described you <laughs> to the most <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> level of detail, down to what you were wearing, down to your job, down to your physique. That first regressive psychic, session um this is where you can you could be i want to make sure this is the where the, the ask the request comes from Go on. it was um so when regressive psychics they don't necessarily they tune in to people that were connected to, to someone involved in the question that they're trying to answer and so it's not necessarily mm-hmm. the person who did it but they would get someone that's very close to that person mm-hmm. and he said on that first call the name that keeps on coming back to me is chris Oh, this. <laughs> Chris, 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 Chris. I just didn't think about your plus one. <gasps> and so I just wanted to ask you um, if you are comfortable with um, me calling him. You absolutely have to follow the lead. Do you have, give us permission to contact your plus one? I do. I'm not. I'm not in contact with him anymore. You know that. I know you. I know you're not. And go ahead. But I just want to know what he says to the question. To be honest, of did you shit on the floor at our wedding? <laughs> Dolly Elmaloglu has finally done something good for once. She has given us official permission to contact her plus one, Chris. Hello, my name's Chris, and I attended Helen and Karen's wedding as a plus one. I'll be interrogating you today, so I hope you're ready. She can get quite nasty, so prepare yourself. Like, just, you know, after, be on After about the middle of dinner, I can't remember very much. That's my defence. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just dive straight in, if that's all good. What do you remember from the wedding? Um, I remember getting on in the sunshine and getting off in the dark. Is that it? I remember um, a lot of entertaining people. Do do I remember? Did I dream it? Uh, A man in a pineapple suit. Um, Some very good speeches. Uh, And, oh, there was a band. Was there a band? There was a band, yeah. Yeah. I have a picture of me and the guy with the big twirling moustache. Um, 
with smoking a pipe uh, and with his hand covered in tattoos. Uh, Listeners, I do not want to alarm you, but the man he is referring to is the entertainer. It was like, I, I have no idea how people kind of just didn't fall overboard, really, with the amount they drank. So, because there was actually the opportunity for an early drop-off at 9.30, so if you were feeling like you were a bit overwhelmed, um, you had consumed a bit too much, for example, like a lot of people had, you could have actually jumped off the boat at 9.30, but you chose not to. I don't think my uh, girlfriend at the time, who I was her partner at the wedding, would have approved. That would That would have been far too early anyway, you know, that was like... There's a big middle ground between 9.30 and 3 a.m. And so what do you remember from um, after dinner? It was a very good dinner, and I would say that we were overserved. When you say that you were overserved, are you referring to the lasagna or the alcohol? Oh, the alcohol, yeah. I was overserved lasagna, you were overserved alcohol. You proactively searched down an extra serving, and that was a very different thing. I was overserved. Well, actually, but... Yeah, um, so you were maybe a little bit drunk. Just a smidgen, I'd say, yeah. Have you ever sleepwalked? No. As a child, did you ever sleepwalk? No. The reason I am asking him this question about sleepwalking is because there have been a handful of witness reports stating that he was having a nap just before the window of the crime. Could he have been sleepwalking when he shat on the floor? You have never once in your life sleepwalked? No. So when you went downstairs to the bathroom during the wedding, um, downstairs to the bowels of the boat, do you remember if you turned left or right? Left. Stay calm, listeners. If you turn left at the bottom of the stairs, you go left to the ladies' bathroom where the crime was committed. Um, and if you could go back in time, would you change anything about your behaviour from that day? Most things, probably, yeah. Like what? Um, yeah, I, I might have got off at 9.30. Chris, did you or did you not shit on the floor at a wedding? I don't think so. Is there any so. chance, have you ever done something like that, you know, after consuming champagne and lasagna? Is there anything that you would normally do? No, it isn't. It really isn't. Are you hiding who actually <laughs> shat on the floor? Do you know who shat on the floor and are you hiding it? I have absolutely no idea. Like, I really don't know. I'd, really? go, for one of the ba- I'd go for one of the band. Oh, really? Why would you yeah. say that? I don't know. I just, I reckon, like, you know, think, think about all the people you know and who you, like, the... You, you know everybody who went to the wedding pretty... I guess there's guests like me who you don't know so well. But you kind of know that most people are fairly down the line. You know nothing about the band. The person you said you had a moment with, um, we call yeah. him the entertainer, the man with the mm. twirly moustache. I would love to know if there was anything you saw about the entertainer's behaviour that night that made you raise your eyebrows or question anything. No, not really. I've got my profile picture on Facebook, bizarrely, is me and him smoking a pipe. Could you check the timestamp of that photo? 
the college at the time's done. I, I can tell you when it, I, I reckon it was probably about 11-ish. Okay, so it was dark. Yeah, he was still standing. If you could say anything to the perpetrator, what message would you give to that person? Uh, you, you can have the runs, but you can't hide. I've got a fucking massive update and I'm sorry I'm a little bit drunk because it's late at night and I just I'm, I had to squeal and I had to force you all to come on to this recording because I can't handle what is happening. Calm down, breathe. Things. What's going on? So I check out this picture on Facebook and let me just describe it. It's a picture at the back of the boat. Can you just send it to me while we're talking? Um, yeah. Just so I can say it? Yeah, let me send it to you. Have you got it? Yeah. Okay. So oh. You- <laughs> It's like a close-up of them. It's, like, it's a close-up of them being friends. They're, they're also, firstly, they're hugging. The they're entertainer. Touching. <laughs> and Chris and the entertainer are in a really intense embrace quite close to the camera. It's more of a huddle, I would say. It's a huddle to be in oh. the same frame. We have posted this incriminating profile picture on our Instagram stories at who shat on the floor at my wedding. It's a little bit blurred out. But you get the gist. Chris is looking like he's trying to be James Bond, like really eyeing the camera. And the entertainer's smoking a pipe, looking really intensely in a quite the psychotic way towards the camera lens. And so that's not just everything. It's weird in itself that two of our massive suspects have suddenly just been connected together on a weird profile picture. And then... There's, I, I was just about to close down the window when I, I saw this Facebook profile picture and I saw the comments. What? And, li- okay, so I'm just going to read to you. There's a what? guy. Karen. What? Just, what are you, just tell me. <laughs> I'm just, I can't, I'm sorry, I've got to calm down. Okay. There's a guy, a random guy called Russ that says, is this a new Guy Ritchie movie poster? Question mark. And I then, mean, they look good, but not that good. Anyway, and then Chris, our suspect Chris, responds saying, pipe, tash, and two smoking turds. What? <laughs> pipe, tash, and two smoking turds. 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 Mm. It's- Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what, what that means. I mean, they clearly consider themselves to be turds, or maybe they're holding a terrible, terrible secret. But they're smoking, I think, so I get the smoking thing. Like, one of them, you know, one of them's got a pipe. So I get the smoking thing, but I'm like, if you're trying to do a, a sort of play on the words of Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, is that, that's, that's the guy the movie. with Richie Lawrence? Yeah. You could do quite, I mean, smoking turds is just really out off the wall. Turds tend not to smoke, they tend to steam, I think. Turds. Yeah, and there was only one turd, wasn't there? Oh my God. And when was this comment, when did he have this comment about turd? Really strange timing as well. So it was on the 11th of October, 2020. So that's like over two years after the wedding. What's so weird about it, when you look at the photo, it's like they're bros and they're in on it together because they're both looking really dramatically at the camera. And I just, it's just... I don't know. I don't know what, I actually don't know what to do with this. I feel sick looking at this because look at the way they're looking down the lens of the camera like they're looking right into my eyes saying it was us. 
Is it possible that the suspect of this crime has stood in front of me and looked me straight in the eye? I may never know, and that is a deeply unsettling feeling. Could it have been Chris and the entertainer? We have to consider the possibility that there is more than one culprit or more than one person in on it. A lot of crimes cannot be successfully executed by just one person. This is a serious and sophisticated crime, so it is not beyond the realms of possibility that there was a team on the ground that day. If Chris turned left at the bottom of the stairs, he turned left to a certain somebody's favourite room. That favourite room would be the ladies' bathroom and that certain somebody would be Hank. I did notice uh, one of the guests, Hank, spent most of the evening stood at the entrance of the ladies' toilets talking to everyone. I'd say for like four hours, maybe something like that, five hours. What the fuck was he doing in Why there? Why would he want to spend hours in the ladies' bathroom? It seems a very odd behaviour. I think Hank felt that he was rescuing the ladies. I just think he was a hero. Anybody who's going to get down, hunch over that poop and clean it up and make when sure I look that you don't get Facebook it on their nice shoes, is a decent I've folk. noticed that you post a lot about... You posted a photo of a toilet on the 23rd of January 2018 with the caption prepare yourself the shit's about to hit feces what did you mean yes do you love your girlfriend I do very much if you know who shat on the floor will you ever reveal it he did it I ain't no snitch I ain't no snitch maybe Hank and Chris shared a little snack in the bathroom Lindsay the psychic told me to go with my gut. My gut tells me to lock Hink up for 10 years. Unfortunately, I don't have the power or qualifications to do that. So instead, I will work on befriending Hink and I will spend the next 30 to 40 years of my life trying to grind him down until he cracks. It is extremely likely that Hink, as the person who cleaned the crime scene, is protecting someone. Hink is a film director and a lot of his commercial work comes from advertising. Amsterdam is small and everyone in the industry knows each other. If Hink is protecting Chris, a creative director who is very likely to give him work at some point in the future, Hink would not be able to soil that relationship by leaking the fact that Chris had actually soiled on the floor at the wedding. Or... Was it our favourite criminal mastermind? The person who proactively reached out to me one year ago saying, I have information. That same person constructed a very elaborate fake identity. You know, in my time I've visited Turkey a lot. And conveniently added the word log to her last name, Dolly Almaloglu. Here is the very first response I got to that email. The subject line is, I have information. Is it anything to do with weddings or with shitting or floors? Contact me so to Dolly, find So Dolly, um, let's be honest, that's not your actual name. She demanded a fake identity. If I am honest, it screams guilty. Have you ever met, you ever met a criminal mastermind, criminal mastermind in person? Does Dolly show any symptoms of a criminal mastermind in your opinion? Yes. She is so glamorous, she's the last person you'd ever expect. Dolly, Elma, Dolly, Log, Elma, Log. I never got that. Lou. Oh, clever. Log Lou. I, didn't, I just oh, realised the Lou as well. Shit. I didn't... Or was Dolly just the connection? She connected us to Chris. 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 Chris
he just kept saying Chris, Chris, and I'm like, why Chris? I have a picture of me and the guy with the big twirly moustache. Do you remember if you turned left or right? Left. You go left to the ladies' bathroom where the crime was committed. Chris, did you or did you not shit on the floor at our wedding? I don't think so. Pipe, tash, and two smoking turds. He did it, that's for sure. Dolly connected us to Chris, and then Chris connected us all the way back to one of the most suspicious and criminal characters of this entire case, The Entertainer. The thing that threw me was that the culprit had actually skidded in the last one that they'd dropped. I was provided with a photograph dark leather, brogue-style shoes, brownish discoloration on the toe. I mean, I think we can all agree that it's a very dirty shoe. It's a very dirty business. And it's a very dirty pitch. Who's wearing the shoe with the pitch? Tired to be one of the entertainers. They've all rejected him. Karen and Helen received several The behaviour has been, has been completely mad, you know, and it's, it's getting crazier and crazier. And some mornings you would just be smashing plates on the floor for no reason, you know? Answer me this. Did you or did you not shit on the floor at our wedding? I didn't shit on the floor at your wedding. I did not. No. Imagine. You meet the love of your life. You choose to devote yourself to this one person. You want to get married and you want to share this love with the world. You carefully select 100 of your nearest and dearest, your inner circle, to share that special day with you. And then something bad happens. I mean, I'm not going to say if you had like a checklist of things that you want at your wedding, you know, fireworks, cake, you know... Bride. Bride. Band. <laughs> Sorry, I got a third down the list. <laughs> and you're after cake. <laughs> and then, Fair enough. Then shit on the floor is one of the tick boxes. I'm not going to tick that box, to be frank. It's impossible to start from scratch. You cannot replace your friends, and you certainly can't replace your family. How do you live knowing that one of your favourite people did this to you? You have to live with the fact that the perpetrator is out there in our inner circle, hiding amongst our closest friends and family. Knowing that the person who did this to you has stolen your special day away from you. Your wedding, the one day where faeces probably shouldn't be the key takeaway. My my memories of the day, I it, it the reality is this has overshadowed what I remember from the day I got married to you. The poop is bigger than the wedding. It's become, I think, the memories I would have had if there was no shit on the floor would have been, you know, the, those amazing moments I shared with you and the friends and, you know, the first clink of the champagne glasses when we said our I do's. But those memories to me feel like they're fading out and being blown distantly into becoming just grey memories I can't remember as much because the amount of airtime we've given yeah. to what happened in that bathroom that now when I'm asked 
how was your wedding if someone didn't know about the podcast my mind would go to Henk and the entertainer and the yeah. ladies bathroom and that is the overriding thing that I take away now when someone makes me think about our wedding and are you pleased about this no I don't oh. think that's a great it's not a great outcome so I'm like I'm seeing yeah it's, it's been fun guys it's been fun yeah. but yeah overall it's uh, I'm glad we have the same opinion yeah because I wondered actually if you might say you loved that it happened and you loved that the podcast came and that's totally cool. No, I don't think it's okay to think like you're ha- one of your happiest days of your life. It's, uh, you know, you... you sullied. It's sullied, yeah. But I, I think <laughs> the, way we, the way we move forward from this is, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because we have got... We know it's someone from our inner circle and we haven't caught them. And you and I are going to have to live with the fact that every friend's house that we go to to visit every dinner party we go to every christening with family every funeral every moment where you spend with your loved ones and friends we'll have those moments where we just look at someone and we're like it could have been you we do not know the motive behind this crime but we have to assume that a motive at a wedding a place of joy unity and love is a positive motive Could it have been a fecal celebration of love? The French word merde does not just mean shit, it also means good luck. It dates back to the 19th century when rich people came to the theatre and opera house in horse-drawn carriages. The more shit that paved the entrance to the opera, the more successful the show, which is why people wished shit on theatre producers and performers. Could this shit have been a message of love? People do show love and affection in very strange ways. Kids are often mean to other kids they have crushes on. A boy once threw a rock at me and it later transpired that he had a crush on me. Is it possible that a shit on the floor at a wedding is actually a sign of love? Who shat on the floor at my wedding is now officially a cold case. Unless new evidence comes to light, in which case we'll be back. And yes, I will be attending all of Helen and Karen's major life events and parties to monitor the crowd. If someone shits, I'll be watching. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com